This is Running the Race with Pastor Eddie Pinero of Calvary Chapel of Milford in Milford, Pennsylvania. not saved by rules and regulations and religion. You're saved by grace through faith. And if you believe, you're justified. And justification means just as if I never sinned. Just by believing. Grace is of God. Religion is of man. Grace is of God's love for the world. Religion is man's rules, ritual, legalism, and bondage. Do you ever feel caught in the trap of striving and working for your salvation? Today, Pastor Eddie teaches that religion is the hamster wheel of strife, rituals, rules, and regulations. However, grace is a gift to all who believe. With grace, we no longer have to strive and perform, but receive the gift of justification. He teaches that justification means just as if you had never sinned. Salvation is by grace through faith and faith alone. Well, let's join Pastor Eddie as he continues his message. I am ready to preach the gospel to you who are in Rome also. Again, it's not preaching the gospel to lead them to the cross if they're already there. It's to give them doctrine, theology. It's to give them in biblical interpretation. That is why we're here. Many of you are saved, and we're studying the gospel. Why do you study the gospel? To know about the Lord, to know the word, right? You're already, the gospel led you to the cross, but you still need to study it. You still need to study it and show that self-approved before God. Now, The next two verses, verses 16 and 17, gives us the theme, the very heart of Paul's letter to the believers in Rome. Chapter 16 and 17 is the heart of the book of Romans. Let us look at verse 16. He says, Paul says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes For the Jew first and also the Greek, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Now, if you students, you may want to put this in bracket in your Bible. You put notes in your Bible, put this in bracket. Say, this is the theme. This is the heart of the book of Romans. Paul begins by saying, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. And now, uh, I myself has misused this verse, and, and uh, many people misuse this verse as saying that I'm ashamed to be a Christian, or I'm ashamed to tell people that I'm a Christian. That is not what Paul is saying here. Now, just a little background so you can understand why he says he's not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. A little background. Remember, Paul is writing to Gentile Roman Christians. Paul was known, I mean, Rome was known throughout the world as a proud city. Rome was known for its power, its structure, its education, its philosophies. 
Rome had no appreciation, no appreciation for Jews or Christians. To add to that list of things, they despise anyone who was crucified on the cross. They don't like Jews. They don't like Christians. They look down upon those on the cross. How some people, and hopefully not, we label everyone that's in prison right now as low class or problem people or criminals. We need to love them. And we should never stereotype all of them. We know some are in there for, for and they, they're, they're you know, paying the, the crime. They're paying for their crime, but not all. But here in Rome, in ancient Rome, crucifixion was the lowest form of execution given to a criminal. A man that was on the cross was considered accursed. In Galatians chapter 3, verse 13, Paul writes to the church in Galatia, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is is anyone who hangs on a tree. Deuteronomy, you'll read that. Amazing how in Psalms 22, it gives you uh, the prophecy of crucifixion. Where David said, they pierced my hands, they pierced my feet. Talking about thousands of years before the Romans even perfected the art of crucifixion. But here Paul is including this. He's saying, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Knowing that the Romans looked down upon the Jews and the Gentiles, uh, the, Christians, the Christian church, the people of the way. And to include that, to add to that, one who is accursed on the cross. So like today, it's much like Rome. The cross to the world is considered foolishness. It's also a stumbling block. Paul writes to the church of Corinth, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18, for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. You look at the cross differently than that of the world. It doesn't make sense to them. It didn't make sense to the people in Rome either. It never makes sense to man, regardless of culture, age, and time. One who's on the cross, how can that be a savior? How can that be God hanging on the cross? 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 22 to 24, he said, For the Jews request a sign, and the Greeks seeks after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified to the Jews, a stumbling block, and to the Greeks, foolishness. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. You see, the Jews think differently from Gentiles. The Jews, they, they, they look at patterns. Even when it comes to prophecy, they look at patterns. They look at moons. They look at all kinds of things, seven days, whatever it is. Greeks, Gentiles, we look at prophecy spoken, prophecy fulfilled. So that's the two minds. The two minds always been different based in Scripture. When it came to the cross, it became a stumbling block for them, for the Jews, and it became foolishness to the Gentile mind. And so Paul says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Why does he say he's not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ to Roman citizens, Christian Roman citizens? It's because having a Jewish poor carpenter crucify on the cross as a savior was humorous and was ridiculous for the Romans. Not only is he a Jew, but he's also on the cross That is your God? And that was Paul saying. 
You put your faith on a Jew hanged on the cross. That was foolishness to the Romans. And so what Paul is saying, this is what he's saying, and this is what we say today. You may not have the actual words, but it's in your heart. This is what you believe. What Paul is saying, I am not ashamed in the way God has chosen to save the sins of the world. I am not ashamed that my Savior, my God, was crucified on the cross. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. What's the heart of the gospel? Christ crucified. Christ risen from the grave. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that is what Paul is saying. Now here's a warning. For those of us, I'm not talking about those who are ashamed to be a Christian. That's less like another category in itself. But those that are ashamed to call God, to call Jesus their Lord and Savior, who's hung on the cross, Jesus has a word for those who are ashamed of him. Jesus says in Mark chapter 8, verse 38, For whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation of him, the Son of Man also will be ashamed when he comes into glory of his, fa- his Father with the holy angels. I'm, you know, the, I'm not here to tickle your ears. I'm not here to give you a nice little 15, 10 points on how to be a better you. This is scripture. This is scripture. You're ashamed of Jesus Christ and who you hang out with in your world, in your neighborhood, in, where you work, where you go to school, in your family. This is what Jesus has to say. Don't, don't, don't let it get to that point. But I'm not ashamed. I am so overwhelmed. I'm excited. And I join in with Paul said, I have, I am not ashamed of how my Lord and Savior chose to die for me. Because you know why? Little do they know that I belong on that cross. Little do they know that he loved me so much that he took my place. That is the gospel of Jesus Christ. The cross has always and will always be foolishness and a stumbling block to the world. And so this is why Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Verse 16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jews first and also the Greek. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Why? Because it is the power of God unto salvation. Paul inserts something else here. See, this is, you think, you know, you might think Paul is a genius. Paul is just filled with the Holy Spirit. He's saying, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, thinking that, okay, Romans look at one as hung on the cross, foolishness. But here's the other thing. He includes power. Now, when you mention the word power, you know, all the Romans will be foaming at the mouth. They love power. They love power. The word power here in the Greek is dunamis, where we get the word dynamic or dynamite. One time I said, like, JJ, dynamite. I, people were asking me, who's JJ? I said, well, you just told me your age. Dynamite! You, know, you told me your age. So that's what dunamis means, dynamite. And that's the power. Now, the Romans were so into power. They were obsessed with power. They lived and thrived for it. They loved power. They, had the, they loved the power to conquer and rule the world. Rome worshipped power. Paul had a power of his own. Even when he persecuted a church. Rome had a worldly power. Paul, when he was Saul, he had a religious power. However, in all the power of Rome that could boast, all the power in the world they could have, the one power they do not have 
is to save their life and their soul and to have eternal eternal life. That's the one power they do not have. They don't have the dudamis. All the power in the world they have, they love, they exercise it. But there's one power they do not have, and that is the power to salvation. It only comes through Jesus Christ. That's why he says, for the power, the power. Awesome. So what Paul is saying is that in all the power of Rome, it cannot save itself. And so what Paul does here identifies the gospel as the infinite resource of the dunamis, the power of God applied towards the goal of salvation in the life of everyone who believes. The gospel of Jesus Christ has the power, the dunamis, to save man from sin, to save man from eternal damnation. Man cannot save himself. The power only comes through Jesus Christ, through the cross. Do you know what it is for one to be saved? To have salvation? Man cannot give himself salvation. Man cannot give himself eternal life. Man cannot go to heaven without Christ. And that's where the power of the gospel comes in. That's what the power of the gospel does. And it only comes in and says, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. That deutimus is for who? Those who believe. Every single one of us that are saved, you're saved because of the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we sometimes need to go back to basics. We need to remember when we first were born again in the spirit, when we surrender our lives to the Lord, when we say, Lord, I accept you as my Lord and personal Savior, I surrender my life to you. That is powerful. It was only for those who believe. The power of the gospel led you to the cross. And you were saved. Why? Because somebody was not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Another person is not ashamed of the gospel. Well, it might be foolishness. He didn't care or she didn't care. I don't care what the world says. You see that person right there? I'm going to share with them the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not ashamed. I'm going to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the power came in and saved you. You are living proof that the power of the gospel is real. You sit here because the power of the gospel is real. Verse 16 ends for the Jews first, also for the Greek And because the Jews first, it's because they were first chosen of God to bring forth the Messiah. God had to choose somebody. It could have been Italian. It could have been Spanish. People could be Chinese. And we get so divided on this. But the reason why he shared the gospel to the Jews first is because who's been waiting for thousands of years for the Messiah? They had the promises. They They had the Tanakh. Jesus says to the Samaritan woman at the well, you worship what you do not know. We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. He says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, but it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jews first and also the Greek, verse 17. For in it, uh, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, and is written, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith is mentioned three times in, the whole, in all scripture. It first came in the Old Testament by the prophet Habakkuk. Uh, verse chap, chapter 2, verse 4, he says, Behold the proud, his soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. This is the theme of this book. Grace, the grace of God revealed. 
And how is grace revealed? How is the grace of God revealed? By faith. By faith. You want to see the grace of God revealed? Believe in God. And that is what lays us to the cross. That is what gives us faith in Christ. It's not by works. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 9. He said, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and not of yourself. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. When you put your faith in Christ, the grace of God is revealed. There it is. That day that you accepted Lord, your Lord, Jesus Christ, your Lord and personal Savior, grace came into your life. Why is that grace? Remember, grace is unmerited favor. God's unmerited favor. Why is that grace for me when I gave my life to the Lord? You know why it's grace? Because punishment for sin is the wrath of God. Punishment for sin was to be crucified on the cross. But because you believed in Jesus, here's the grace. He comes and he says, I went to the cross for you. I went to the cross. You believe. Just give me your sins and I give you eternal life. That is grace. Because what I deserve for my sins, what man deserves for their sins is the wrath of God. What man deserves is to be crucified. That is why it's grace. You go to court, you're guilty of murder. And the judge says, you know what? Um, You see that man right there? He's taking your place in prison. You're set free. He's taking your place. Would that happen today? I don't think so. But that's what Jesus did for me. That's what Jesus did for you. Here is the power of the good news. When we surrender our lives to Christ and put our faith in him, we receive that grace. That grace is revealed simply by just faith. So how do I do that? Faith. Wait a minute, that's too simple. Absolutely. The just shall live by faith. If anything you remember, remember those words. The just shall live by faith. It's that theological term that just makes the religious people crazy. It's that theological term that puts everything in its place. It's the theological term that you need to understand as Christians that you should be just because of your faith in God. These are the words, the verses that Martin Luther uh, uh, eyes were opened by reading this verse. Martin Luther was a Catholic monk. He lived his life fear of God and he lived a religious life. He lived by religious practices, religious rituals until he came across this verse and then he realized, I'm doing all this crazy stuff that's been designed and created by man, not biblical. And the Bible tells me that the just shall live by faith. It wasn't until he came to this verse that his life was changed. And now you have the movement. The just shall live by faith. Remember this. Remember this. It's so simple. This doctrine is so simple. It's so simple. that Many do not have faith in God. They put their faith in works and religion. Wait a minute, you mean all I got to do is believe and I'm right with God? Absolutely. So you mean I don't have to face to the east and pray three times a day? No. Do you mean I got to go to church every Sunday? No. Do you mean I don't have to, um, you know, say a certain prayer a certain way or wear a certain little jewelry or light candles? No. That's works. 
You're not saved by rules and regulations and religion. You're saved by grace through faith. And if you believe, you're justified. And justification means just as if I never sinned. Just by believing. Grace is of God. Religion is of man. Grace is of God's love for the world. Religion is man's rules, ritual, legalism, and bondage. Grace is God coming down to save man on the cross. Religion is man trying to go up to God like the Tower of Babel. That is religion. Trying to work your way up. Well, I did all this works. I prayed five hours today. I read 20 chapters. Now, if you pray five hours a day and praise the Lord, you do that because of what he's done for you. You're not doing it because he could give you something. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man come to the Father, John 14, 6. This is why there are so many religions. There's so many denominations within Christendom as well. That's why I love the title. What denomination? Non-denomination. I don't care. Call it what you want. Demonation. There shouldn't be separation. We shouldn't labor ourselves anything but believers in Jesus Christ. They cannot understand. People who are just so religious cannot understand the fact that it is by faith, not by works, rules, and rituals. And saints, this is theology. This is doctrine. This is biblical doctrine. And as a believer in Jesus Christ, we need to know the word of God. We need to know what we believe in. Well, you can defend it. So why? How do you know you're justified before God? Uh, have you been going to church? Have you been praying? I am justified. Because I believe. I'm justified with the belief. Now, that's not to say that you can live your life any way you want. Because James says, you believe. Great, you believe. Even the demons believe. They tremble. What does that mean? Belief is the way you live your life and your relationship with the Lord proves that you believe in him. Not just use him when you need him. That's Belief. I love what James, I'm so grateful James has that because people say, I believe, I believe, I believe. Okay, the demons believe. There's not one demon, not one demonic spirit ever created by God that's an atheist. They believe God and they fear and tremble. So believing is not, it's how we live, but we're not all just by believing. Abraham, we have so much books. We have so much CDs, DVDs, and Christian studies and What it is to have faith. Abraham is why he called the father of faith. He didn't have a Bible. This before Moses. This before the commandments. This before anything was written. Abraham believed and the Lord says, is accounted for him for righteousness. Just believe him. That's all you got. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the power to change lives. Amen. The book of Romans gives us a unique review of scriptural doctrine. As we continue to learn from this New Testament book, we'll also discover the gospel's powerful message throughout and discover practical life application with it as well. We pray Eddie's message on running the race has been an encouragement to you and that you're eager to learn more about the gospel message and how it applies to you. We'd like you to know that we pray for you regularly here at Running the Race, and we're so glad that you are one of our listeners. We'd also like to encourage you to find a local church where you can be part of a community that's growing together in faith. With that in mind, 
Here's Tracy. Maybe you're listening right now in Milford, Pennsylvania, and you don't have a home church. We want to take this time to invite you to join us for worship. We meet Sunday mornings at 9 and 11 a.m. and every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. For more information, call us at 570-296-7367. That's 570-296-7367. Or log on to runningtheraceradio.com and click on Service Times. Thanks, Tracy. That website, once again, is runningtheraceradio.com. While you're there, you can also listen to more messages by Eddie or download them to take with you on the go. That's all we have for today, but join us again for more on the Book of Romans right here on Running the Race. I'm